Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you. I am so excited that we get to be a part of God's church. We get to be a part of going in mission and ministry into the world. And I'm just excited about what our youth have done this past week. I don't know if you heard about it, uh, but we had students that came in last week. We had children at VBS, and we had students that came and volunteered each and every week. And this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the the students got here early in the morning and went and served the community in different ways. Uh, they went to cross lines and, and served by packing food boxes. They went to cross lines on Wednesday and served by packing diapers. And on Tuesday, they came to the church, this building, and helped by cleaning things up and just doing some amazing stuff. And so I'm just excited because our students... Are, are, are investing in the community. Our students are taking seriously the call that Jesus has on their lives, and, and, and it just makes me feel, uh, feel good to be a part of what God is doing in their lives and, and what God continues to do in and through us, the church. It just gets me excited. It makes me think that maybe, just maybe, there's hope for us uh, in this moment, and, and maybe we can... Maybe we can look like some of those heroes we see on TV. I don't know about you, but I have always wanted to be a hero. I'm pretty sure I could say this. We have always wanted to be heroes. It's just one of those things where we, we see others doing amazing and great things, or we hear stories or, or something along those lines, and we're like, I want to do that. That is amazing to me. I, I remember when I was a little kid, I was going to stay with, uh, with my grandparents and my parents said, you can, you can take a book with you and get a book. And so I went and I bought, uh, it's a comic book, but it wasn't like a regular comic book. It was a comic book that had all of the information about all the powers and how they became superheroes. And it was, it was like their, their superpowers and they could heal really fast or they could shoot lasers out of their eyes or they could fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes, whatever. It was just amazing. And to me, I was just like, ah, oh, that's so cool. And I decided in that moment I was going to be a superhero, right? I'm going to build me a super suit and I'm going to fly around and save people. It's going to be amazing. Uh, later, they came out with this movie called Star Wars and it completely changed my life because the Jedi were the ultimate peacekeeping force of the galaxy and I wanted to be a Jedi like Luke Skywalker, to, to be a good guy and to save people and to, to fight tyranny and all of that kind of stuff. And, and what's crazy is when we look at heroes, we see what everybody else sees. We see their importance and, and others see their value and others see their strength. And, and all of that is so powerful. It's so alluring because that puts us at the center. If we're the hero of the story, then that puts us at the center. And what's interesting is that Jesus in this whole whole timeline of creation and, and God through his work of redemption is trying the whole time to say, hey, you guys need to focus on somebody else. Jesus wants to shift our perception away from just being a hero to being a hero maker. 
Uh, and Jesus wants us not to just be the hero, but to instead to lean into making others the hero instead of us, to shift our priorities away from ourselves. That's why we've started this brand new message series talking about what it is to be a hero maker. You saw in the intro video that, that few recognize the power, the power behind being a hero maker, whether it's a teacher or a, a, a somebody that's leaning into a broken relationship or, or somebody that's making a difference by pouring their life into somebody else, being a hero maker is so much more powerful and to me, I think, so much more rewarding because you get to see others succeed because you helped them to make it to a different level than they ever could. And, and Jesus encourages us to see the world differently through the eyes of a hero maker, living differently through Jesus Christ and, and to empower others uh, by serving others, by coming alongside them, by pouring your life into their lives so that they can be made stronger, bolder, more powerful, more like Jesus than they ever could on their own. Our story today, quite frankly, I, I've talked to several people about this story, and I've always liked this story, and, and I've gotten a lot of pushback uh, on this story. They don't like it because, uh, because of what it alludes to. And so we're going to dive in and talk about the story of, of a lady named Martha and her sister Mary um, and, and this interaction that Jesus has with them. Jesus is, is on, a, on a tour. He's going from place to pra place, preaching and teaching about the kingdom of God. God and, and about God's love for people. And in the process, they go to this town called Bethany. And it says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Uh, Martha opened her home. And, and what that means is Martha is, is uh, the owner of the house. And that means Martha has some status in a time when typically women don't have the right to own things on their own. Something has gone on here. And Martha has the ability to own her own home. And we don't know why that is because it doesn't, quite frankly, it doesn't tell us. But she opens her home to Jesus. And Mary and Lazarus are Martha's brother and sister. And they live in a town called Bethany, which is just outside of Jerusalem. And when it says that Mary opened her home to Jesus, it wasn't just like, hey, Jesus, you can come stay. Uh, what that means is, G is Jesus and all of his companions, everybody he's traveling with, are invited to come stay at her home. And she will show him hospitality and generosity. They will be fed, they will be cared for, and, and all of their needs will be covered by the homeowner. And that's, that's kind of this idea of hospitality in the first century. So it wasn't just like, hey, you can spend the night here, but your meals are on your own. No, it was this total package where Jesus could come and, hit and rest and find a place where he could even teach and care for people, uh, but it would, could be his base of operations and, and all of their needs would be met. And so Mary, Martha's sister, is there. She had a sister called Mary who, was, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
Now, Mary is, is listening to the story. Mary is listening to Jesus. Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. Now, there are theologians and, and uh, Bible scholars and people who think deeply about the Bible, and they read so much into this story. And, and I love some of the ideas that they have uh, because, you know, their, their first place is, oh, a woman is sitting at Jesus' feet. That means she is being discipled by Jesus. And that breaks down all the barriers between men and women while I believe that is true, um, I also believe that, that there's something else that's going on in this story. Uh, and it's more important than just Mary's position, it's Martha's disposition. Here's what I mean. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him, Jesus, and asked. so she's busy in the kitchen doing all the things. And I imagine, I imagine that Martha has come over and, and looked at Mary and been like, hey, Mary, you got to come help me in the kitchen. I'm, I'm really busy. Come, come help me. There's a lot of people that are, come help me, you know, doing the, the head nod thing, trying to get Mary's attention without causing to, too much of a distraction. And Mary keeps being like, no, she sees her, but she's not getting up. She's not leaving. And, and Martha is getting more and more frustrated. And so she came to him, to Jesus, and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Now, the best part of this is Mary and, and Martha and Lazarus have obviously a great, a great uh, relationship with Jesus because she feels comfortable enough to come and, and tell Jesus, hey, you should tell my sister to get her hiney into the kitchen with me. Uh, and I just think about the, all of the preparations that would have to go into this. My, my grandmother was notorious for this. We would have special occasions or special dinners or special people would come to dinner and we had our company plates. Maybe you guys had that as well. You had uh, a special set of dishes that were just for when company came or special occasions. For us, this, it was the china, right? And my grandmother would get out the silverware. Like, and when I say silverware, I mean like real silver silverware. And she would polish the silverware so that it was sparkling. And, and we would have the crystal drink glasses and, and, and everything was just right. And she would spend time making sure everything was perfect. When, when we would have Thanksgivings or Christmas, she would be in the kitchen for hours because she loved to bless us through those types of things. She wanted it to be just right. She wanted it for us to be special. And I can only imagine that Martha wants it to be special for Jesus as well, because Jesus is important to her. And so Martha is, is trying to do all this, and, and Martha looks over and sees that Mary is just sitting there. And instead of seeing the, real, the reality of the situation, Martha just sees that Mary isn't doing what Martha wants Mary to be doing. And so Jesus responds to her, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. I love that, because he takes a moment to make sure that she is paying attention to him. Martha, not just once, but twice. Martha, Martha, pay attention. See what is about to happen. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. 
Now, it's at this point that I think uh, people give Martha a hard time, right? They're just like, oh, she was distracted because she was trying to do everything and, and, and missing the point. It's a perfect example of missing the point, and that's not what was happening in this situation. Yes, Martha was missing the situation, the reality of what was going on, but it's because she wanted it to be special for Jesus. She's not expecting something different to happen than what should be happening. She, she realizes that she has some social responsibility here. She has a requirement because she has invited Jesus and the disciples into the house and she wants it to be special for them. So she is going beyond her abilities. She's, she's working really hard to do this. And she sees Mary sitting there not doing anything. And, and so she calls out to Jesus and she says, hey, tell her to help me. And, and Jesus, Jesus recognizes what's going on. And Jesus doesn't condemn Martha. He doesn't say, Martha, Martha, no, you're wrong. He, she, she, he changes the focus because he's urging Martha to see things differently. He says, Mary has chosen what is best for her. And that's not going to be taken away from her. You're, you're distracted by all of these things. And, and Mary is able to sit in my presence and, and soak it up. And while you are working to, to be a blessing to us, that blessing that I am giving to her shouldn't be taken away from her. I mean, Martha's blessing to Jesus was a delight to Jesus. He said, yes, I will go and stay at your house. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for your love and grace. He's not saying that the service that Martha is providing is an important. Jesus' entire ministry is about service to others. But Jesus is encouraging a new perspective. So we can look at, at the distraction that Martha has uh, and, and, and we can think, oh, she was distracted because she was working in the kitchen. And I, I think Martha's distraction wasn't on what she was doing, but on who she was focused on. She wasn't focused on serving for the sake of serving Jesus. She was focused on what Mary wasn't doing. And that's the hard place. Instead of being focused on what Mary wasn't doing, she should have been focused on being a blessing so that she could bless. So that she could bless not only Jesus and the disciples, but also Mary and, and her ability to sit there. I can do this for Jesus and his companions, not just so it looks good, but so it is meaningful and that they are able to do the work and the mission and the ministry that they are doing. Uh, and and, and it really, Martha is taking one for the team so that she can empower others, so that she can empower Jesus and the disciples, but also so that she can empower Mary and her relationship with Jesus. Martha is, has the ability in this moment to allow this shift of perspective to help her to be a hero maker and to look to others and see, how can I lift you up? How can I pour into you? How can I make a difference in your life? And yes, it's going to be work and it's going to be hard and I am going to need to bend over backwards to do this but it's to bless others. And that's what Jesus was encouraging. Not that Martha was wrong in serving, 
but that her expectation, her perception of what others were doing in response wasn't what she should be focusing on. It should be this act of service itself, the act of pouring in to others, the act of lifting others up, the act of helping others to be successful. That's what Jesus' entire mission and ministry was about. I have not come to be served, but to serve and to lift others, to pour my life out into others. I have taken 12 disciples uh, from, from being fishermen and tax collectors and sinners and broken people, and I am calling them my disciples, lifting them up, pouring into them because they will go then be me in the world when I go back to my Father. Jesus is the ultimate hero maker and calls us to be like him by serving others, by shifting our perception away from ourselves so that we can not just be additive by being a, a, a good help to one person, but instead so that we can multiply what Jesus' gifts are by sharing them with so many people that they can all be successful on their own because we can't be the only success story of Jesus. We empower others so that the kingdom can go further and do more. We empower others so that God himself can be proclaimed by all people, all nations, all the time. And so how do we do this? How do we do this? We do this by first emulating Jesus. Emulate Jesus and seek to lift others up, seek to, to recognize this radical shift of identity, that it is not about me, but about others. And then empower others through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts that we have. Maybe it's through, through hosting and being a hostess or a host and, and helping others in hospitality. Or maybe it is so much more pouring your life out for others so that they may succeed. Maybe even where you couldn't. And then to embrace service to serve them where they are and to serve them so that they can be made more and more like Jesus. And that, that picture of being a hero maker instead of seeking to just be a hero on our own is what makes the world shift away from ourselves and, and into others. If we make that our priority, then we are out to serve others and make them great. It, it, it doesn't make sense to the world. It really doesn't make sense to the world. I, I worked uh, for a while at Enterprise, uh, the rental car company, and I ran uh, systems management for them. Uh, and, and I had a boss there, and he's no longer there. He's retired. Uh, but when he was there, I just despised him. <laughs> like, I didn't think he was a good human being. I didn't think he was good at what he did. I didn't think he was a good manager. Actually, I thought the opposite of all that. And I had been called into his office for, for a, a, a review of my weekly uh, update. And I told him, I was like, look, man. I want to be successful. My, the, the, the baseline for my success is that you are successful. So I want to help you 
to be the best manager, the best person you can be, because if I succeed, you succeed. And if you succeed, I succeed. It's this symbiotic relationship where I'm going to pour my life into you, even though I don't like you, even though I don't think you're a great person, because maybe, just maybe, because I pour my life out before you, you will be made better. Maybe I can, and, and they talk about this in the, in the uh, management world, you have to manage up and down and sideways. I was managing up because I wanted him to expect more from himself. I wanted to pour life into him mostly because I didn't think he was very good at it. And if I could help him to be better, it would be beneficial, not just for me, but for the company and for the world. And so how could I do that to, to do that? I, I, I mean, how, what could I do to lean into that? And, 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 and what was crazy was it worked. It worked. He, he didn't become a super duper person, uh, but he was able to see that, that I was really there to help him. And, and it helped our relationship and helped him to better manage others because he saw how I was leaning into that. And, and I was blessed by it because I saw that I could make a difference in his life and, and then we could be successful together. And so my question for you is really and truly, who can you lift and support so that they will go further? Who can you pour your life out before so that they can be more or do more or focus and, and, and shift their priorities and be a better person? Who can you help to be a hero instead of seeking to be the hero yourself? Who can you place on your shoulders and boost so that they can be better than they ever could have been on their own so that the reach of the kingdom of God can grow and be greater than it ever would have with just one person. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe you can lift your spouse and, and share life and, and tell them how important and grateful you are and, and really focus on them. Maybe it's a friend or, or a family member. Maybe it's one of your children or a, a child of somebody else. Maybe, maybe it's a total stranger that you can pour into their lives so that they can see the radical love and grace of Jesus Christ in a new and profound way, not so that you can be recognized, but so that they can recognize Jesus and then be recognized by the world for the Jesus in them that you helped to instill. And, and so my hope is that together we embrace this idea of being hero makers, that we can, we can together pour our lives out before others, serve with abandon so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus, not so that we are recognized by ourselves, but so that we can point back to Jesus and not so that we can be the hero, but so that we can lift others up so that they can be the hero, so that they can do more and be more than we ever could on our own. Jesus calls us to it. So let's do that. Everybody, let's pray together. Holy one, we thank you that you have sent Jesus into our world that through his life, death, and resurrection, that our lives have been transformed. 
And so, Father, we just ask that you help to shift our perspective, to shift our priorities, to adjust our view so that we can recognize that we are here to be your servants and that we are here to to help others to become heroes because when we help others to be heroes, it expands the, the reach of the kingdom. When we help others, it grows your kingdom in new and powerful and profound ways. When we pour our lives out before you, it makes a radical difference. And so we ask that you help us to serve with everything we are, to pour our lives out before others so that they may see Jesus in us, so that they may lift, be lifted higher than we ourselves can go, so that they can do more and extend the reach of your kingdom across this globe so that your kingdom truly may come, your will truly is done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this together in the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said, amen.